You're listening to the Midday Grind with Martin Kilcoin and Charlie Marlowe on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Feet on polished floor and in the dollar store, the clerk is closing up and counting loonies, trying not to say, I hate Winnipeg. The driver checks the mirror seven minutes late. Riders restlessness enunciates. Oh. Such a great song. The guess who sucked the Jets were lousy anyway. <laughs> kind of true in the third period. <laughs> it is it is mean spirited though. In the event that the Blues win either Saturday or, or Monday, and if they play it'll be either Nashville or Dallas. If anyone knows any songs making fun of Nashville or Dallas, feel free to text them in. So then we, that could be our song of the series. I hate to this even... This came from a listener, this song did. Yeah, this, so. is, this is an interesting song. Yeah. And again, Canadians, they are they're our buddies. We have nothing against them. And I, I, I feel sorry for them. I feel sorry watching the Winnipeg fans sitting down in their whiteout yesterday after that goal. I have to go look back because I remember I was kind of waiting for the next story, which was MLS. But, you know, sometimes the video, I was ad-libbing a little bit. And they just keep showing these reaction shots, and I just laugh because I just I felt bad for these people. Even though you want the Blues to win, you could just tell that it just kind of like sucked the life out of their souls. There's a lot of yeah. frustration. We've talked about it here locally. The Blues have won what eight of their last twenty-one home, home game. playoff yeah. games. The Jets, I think, dating back to last year, have lost seven straight home postseason games. And as a fan, that frustrates you. You feel like. Maybe you're wasting money, or you like to feel like you're part of the product, and to consistently now, seven straight's a pretty consistent number, see them you know, lay an egg on home ice, that, that can be really bothersome after a while. Throw in the fact, and I'm pretty sure this is accurate, they have never won a playoff series until last year. Yeah. So, you know, they've had a lot of pain in their uh, hockey history. Even They even had their team taken away. And they don't have an airport in Winnipeg, and, and then they have to. The stadium takes up all their electricity. They can't use lights after the game. So I've heard this. I've heard this talked about. No airport. Is it just kind of far away from the city? Because I, I did That's again. A good question. I looked at flights. I love Winnipeg. and I typed in. Just so you know, because we're a big Southwest town. Yeah. This should not be a shocker. Our to airport's you. phenomenal in this town. Yes. So let's hey. make fun of another no. one. <laughs> Listen, we all should, I'm saying we is, should not talk about ours it. is great. All I'm saying is, it shouldn't shock you that you're not able to get to Winnipeg through Southwest. I usually always do Southwest, so I had to switch it up and check Priceline, and everything sends you through Minneapolis, St. Paul. You have some really long possible trips coming back. But I did type in Winnipeg, and it showed up. So I'm I'm wondering, I guess, when people say that Winnipeg doesn't have an airport, is it just kind of far from the city? I don't know the answer to that one because I've never been into Winnipeg. Hoffsey's uh, researching it. Well, it's um, it's nine kilometers from the arena. That's not bad. So about oh. a 20-minute drive. Don't pretend like you know how far kilometers is. Uh, <laughs> you just it's said what? that's not bad. It's uh, nine. Okay. I yeah, forget. It's a... I mean, it'll be I – mean, look, five kilometers is three miles. So it's about – and 10 kilometers is 6.2, so it's you know, about six miles away. Okay. That's not much so different that's not than bad. any other city. No. Where it came from, I have no idea. Maybe it's small. So 590 Baseball coming up at uh, 1 o'clock. Yes. I want to steal your guys' content of what you have uh, coming up. But so much MLS talk, so much Blues talk, as they obviously deserve it. But uh, 
Cardinals. Feels like they haven't played for a long time, which they haven't because of the day game uh, going back to Wednesday. But the Mets, Mets coming into town. And then, of course, you can't go more than what? Is it? Is it a new rule? You you have to play the Brewers every five days. At least, yeah. Sure feels that way, doesn't back. it? Whoa. So you have a nine game homestand: Mets, Brewers, and the old Reds. As the Cardinals will be home for the next week and a half. Need uh, a lot of comeuppance for the uh, Brewers when they get here. I owe them a few hundred. I think next week's going to be interesting. That series against Milwaukee, only because I feel like there's been a little bit of, well, they're tough to play in Miller Park, and that's why we're, our pitching is struggling against them in Miller mm-hmm. Park because our hitters are. Are developed and they, they made that lineup specifically for that park. Okay, well now you're at Bush Stadium. How do you know? How do you handle them there? Because a lot of the home runs they hit against you at Miller Park will still be home runs here in St. Louis. Everyone yelling shit. I can tell <laughs> yeah. you, it's a home run None anywhere. None of those are wall scrapers in any ballpark in America. You're absolutely right about that. <laughs> but I was looking up because look, when Christian Yelich does what he did against the Cardinals. You start just researching things and looking things up. Like, how does this happen? I know he's he's an unbelievable player. He was the MVP last year. But I was looking it up. And of his 36 homers last year, 22 were at home. So we are, I believe that's correct. We can recheck it. But I believe 22 of them were at home. So you are talking about just a a much bigger level of production, certainly from a slugging standpoint. I believe his average and OBP were about the same but many more home runs, creating a, a much better slugging percentage at home. I just think with the Cardinals, look, if if you have a stretch where your starting pitching has, let's say, a 17 or 18 game stretch where they're not very good, but if that happens in game 55, you don't really talk about it as much, right? The fact that it's happened in the first 18 games of the season, it's a talking point. I, I totally get it. I'm I'm very interested to see, because you now have nine games, you basically have two full turns almost, three rotation, in what is your home ballpark, which is either a fair or a pitcher's park, whichever way you want to look at it. It's certainly not Miller Park. And I'm very interested to see how the starting rotation does over the next week and a half to see if some of these norm some of these numbers normalize. Because I think that's going to be the case. I hope so. If not, then Start throwing up the flags and the alarm bells and everything, but yeah, uh, what is it? Is it seven? Been seven of the first uh, grouping have been against the Brewers. Yeah, or? they played ten of their first. I guess it'll be twenty-one, twenty-four games. So against Milwaukee, you throw in the fact that he's as hot as he can be. You're playing him so many times in a short period, and your pitchers cannot replicate pitches to save their life right now. All that encompasses and that leads to what has been just an unbelievable run by Yelich. I mean, if if it was any other guy who uh, wasn't in tune to what he's doing as Yelich is, you wouldn't be talking about it. But right now, it's the perfect storm of everything going wrong for the Cardinals and everything comes up roses for Yelich right now. And that's where I'm saying, when you talk about 18 games in, the Cardinals obviously had a, a very impressive series against the Dodgers. But when you're talking about your first 18 games, seven of them in Miller Park, and two of them in Mexico at basically a Little League-type stadium. The ball did fly out it was pretty, just, pretty it was, easily. It was a trampoline ballpark, there. Yes. So I'm not, I'm not trying to make excuses, but I think those are legitimate factors. And maybe it's because I was a Cardinals pitching depth apologist the entire, the entire spring training, and I, I don't want to get away from that right now. Obviously, the Carlos Martinez injury hurts. We'll see what happens when he comes back. I don't think anybody expected 
Dakota Hudson to be this bad. And if he's given the opportunity, I don't think he will be this bad anymore. But that's clearly something you look at and you go, whoa, because I was I was yeah. expecting him to be a, a, a pretty good pitcher. Jack Flaherty, I think I think things will also normalize. Well, he'll get back to last year's type numbers. I don't know if it's fair to think that Miles Michaelis will have a 2018 in terms of his numbers, but I think he's going to be a very dependable innings eater, number two, number three type starter. I guess what I'm trying to say is let's wait till Memorial Day. Let's see what happens after these nine games at home before we kind of say, hey, this starting pitching staff is going to be bad all year because I truly do not believe that's going to be the case. To be fair, to use one of your statements, to be fair. last night the Dodgers gave up a home run to LH2 in the ninth inning. So it can happen. So it happens elsewhere, too. The Brewers still lost 3-1, to one, but Yelich did hit a home run off of them in the ninth inning. So he's not just getting us, but uh, it is it is the perfect storm because our guys, and it, I know we talked about it off and on on the station throughout the day, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, about why, how we can, why are we still pitching to him? Can you keep walking him? And you want to compete, you want to you know, hey, we're going to get him out with a slider this time. Well, if your guys can't throw the slider where it needs to be, anybody's going to hit it out right now. And I think that's part of the issue, too, is we Cardinals just have pitchers that just can't put the ball where it needs to be, you know, and it just you could have put anybody up there and they could have been rocking the ball out of the park. And you have Wayno, who through the, the first 18 games of the season has been the best pitcher for the Cardinals. Who would have thought? Starting against Jason Vargas, you got to think on paper, you like that matchup. And then you face DeGrom, who does have an illness. His start was pushed back. But you are facing DeGrom and Noah Syndergaard, who's, who's been rough as well early on here. But it would be unfair for me to say, hey, it's early for the Cardinals and it's not early for Thor. So this should be a, a fun weekend as well. You'd think tonight, hopefully you can try to start that series off right. You'd have the advantage in the, uh, the pitching department. And then you're facing DeGrom and Thor. And uh, Saturday, though, when you're talking Cardinals Day Baseball and then a Game 6 with the Blues, just lining up for an outstanding sports day downtown. Looking forward to that. I don't know which one more than the other, but uh, we'll see where it takes us. And on that note, it's time for the end of the day. The end of the day. Okay, when's the end of the day? At the end of the day, it's going to be tough to tell someone they might not be in it. At the end of the day, even though there's moments where you're like, oh, I, you know, I don't want to do this. We received some clarification on the Winnipeg airport, Rebecca Williams, who uh, she goes up there sales. Yeah. She says she goes up there about four times a year, and she has some friends there, but does add that the airport is very small, only a couple of luggage carousels, one restaurant, and a Tim Hortons, hmm. and that's it. Tim Hortons are everywhere. Yes, in Canada, yes. So it's a step above the airport out in Chesterfield, then, I guess. It sounds like yeah. it, yes. Okay. Uh, Major League Baseball has suspended Tim Anderson for language that he used during Ooh. the benches clearing brawl the other day. I do feel like if you're going to do that, you got to let us know what he said. So that's got to be a yeah. slur, right? I want to know what he said, yeah. Because you're not going to suspend a guy for saying the F word. Right. So usually that's some type of slur. I, I don't want to. Uh, Alleged, but that's that's what they do this for, correct? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure we'll find out what was said. I want to. Okay, so I mentioned that my wife and I were at dinner last night. We went to Schnooks and De Pair. We ate at that little kitchen uh, area where they have the grill and they can make food. Oh right yeah, there. It's yeah. Really good. Yeah. We, we do it maybe once every couple months. Um. So we were there last night and we got um, we each got our own entree and we split a salad. And while we were eating, we noticed another couple. Older, probably in their 50s. They also received salads. Hey, watch it. I'm almost there. So they got their salads, 
and then they took their salads and walked them to the salad bar that where you can make salads to go and you weigh it at the self-checkout or wherever and then you pay for it based on its weight. They added to that salad. They put a whole bunch of tomatoes on it, added lettuce and other dressings, and then brought it back up to the counter and ate it. Now, I think that's wrong. Mm-hmm. They both did that. My wife and I were discussing it, and I think that's – they're giving you the salad there for what they're supposed to give you. Now you're just stealing from them. Yeah, that's wrong. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's a senior discount. I don't know. Maybe there's they something we don't old. know about. Okay. Now, see, yeah. <laughs> if you're an adult and you know better – now, if you're a kid back in the day – You just if didn't you're, know. You just, well, you, just... you kind of knew, but, like, our thing was when we played sports – my dad would take us to a 7-Eleven after the game, and you get a Slurpee, right? Oh, yeah. So you fill up the Slurpee. A lot of sugar. And what happens? You fill it up right to the top. They got that little that little half-circle top, right? Uh-huh. Yes. And you're walking around the store, though, and you try to drink about a third of it in the store. You fill it back up. And then you go fill it back up. And, again, I feel like that's something you can do as a kid. As a kid, you can get away with that. Once you're an adult, you shouldn't do that. Is that fair? That's I fair. agree 100%. I like that. So we had thieves at the snooks at the pair. There, yeah. Oh, have a wow. good salmon pasta. That's what I had last night. So you said they're they're elderly. Fifties. Oh, that's not elderly. At some point, you could probably, if you're really old, you could almost blame it on like, well, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I don't know the rules. I'm old. <laughs> Sound like you've used that one before. No, I have not, but I, <laughs> okay. I may. I may in about thirty years here. Okay. <laughs> I have seen one very elderly person at a media buffet sample. Until he had had enough for dinner. Interesting. I feel like I know exactly yeah, who you're talking about, but I'm not going to yeah. throw his name out there. I once saw a, a very obese child walk up to a salad bar and fill it up with nothing but hand cubes and cheese and then walk away. Dude, I was telling you. I was bad. impressed by that. Look, I go to that uh, <laughs> Chinooks for the salad bar all the time, and I probably get the, the world's most unhealthy salad, but you can load that up you with, can. we're talking big pieces of chicken. Big pieces of crab, Bacon. crab meat. Mm-hmm. I mean, but it's green. So it's fine. good stuff. It's on, it's on lettuce. So it's Very good stuff over there, Chinooks. Uh, okay, do the Blues go back to Winnipeg? No, uh, no, 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 okay. no. I'm gonna say they they will, but I was wrong yesterday because I thought the Blues would lose Game I Five. So too, actually. So yeah. I'm gonna say they will go back to Winnipeg, but if I'm wrong again, it's all good. I it just they, feels like a seven game series. I think they win, and they blow them out. Okay. I don't even think the game's very close on Saturday. I think the, I think the Blues now have all the momentum. They've. I just remember, was it against the Hawks? They won Game Five in overtime on a sudden breakaway, and then it just felt like it was all done. And the Blues got just destroyed it was in Game Jonathan Six. Jonathan Taves. Yes. yes, it was. And just all the air sucked out of the at the Ben Scott Trade Center uh, from the Blues. <laughs> you just knew it was done. The Blues did, and they got shell shocked in Game Six. I feel like that happens here. I just think that. In hockey, also, sometimes I want it to happen. right, <laughs> yeah. But don't you think in hockey sometimes because, as much as it's about execution, sometimes I do think, and and you can make fun of me, but it's almost the sheer grit, and determination, and motivation. And I think even though the Blues want to close the series out, that's an obvious statement. It's hard to match the intensity and the motivation of a team that has to win that game. You know what I'm saying? Going into that oh, game, yeah. Winnipeg. They are done, and it's hard to match that motivation knowing as much as the Blues want to win that game, they know they don't have to to still win the series. Yeah, there's always that. There's no doubt about that. Here's the, And I didn't think about this till listening to you put it the way you did. 
What does Winnipeg have left? I wonder. I that. mean, because I'm, I'm looking at it from the Blues' perspective, going, you know what? I've been through this one before, and I've seen Blues teams fail. I don't think I remember too many teams just taking a punch in the face like that and going, "Okay, we're still good. We're still good." So uh, we'll see get, how they respond. If the Blues score first Saturday, it, it can get ugly quick. I feel like I'll take it. That's the end of the day. End of the day, end of the week, end of the midday grind on this beautiful Friday. Do we have any more sponsors to mention before 590 Baseball? Well, if you are looking for a car, your best bet is to go across the river for Offenberg Hyundai. Matt Offenberg and uh, his service and staff over there will take good care of you in O'Fallon, Illinois, 1300 Central Park Drive in O'Fallon, or check them out, on, out online at OffenbergHyundai.com. That's where Martin Martin has his uh, car. Hey, Martin. Hey, Martin. Hey, Martin. A little tease, 590 Baseball, what's coming up? Baseball. We are going okay. to discuss, uh, well, in the spirit of Christian Yelich, our starting five this week is five Cardinal killers you remember the most. And uh, there could be an extensive list uh, of our day in history, our former Cardinal of the Week, Cardinal Minor Leaguer. We're going to talk, obviously, about the Cardinals pitching, and I want to talk a little bit about the Mets and the Cards series Mets. this week. I... I'm a little intrigued by this Mets team. I think they got some young, younger players that are being difference makers for them that I really want to see play here in St. Let's see how they are. Pete Alonso. That's one of if them. If you are a fantasy baseball player and you scooped him up early, you're looking like you maybe got a guy who is going to be legit yep. all season long. I think so. In Pete Alonso. All right, 590 Baseball coming up next. This has been the Midday Grind. Thanks to Brian Hoffman, Jim Hewer. I'm Charlie Marlowe for the Scrum Lurker. And I say that with love. David Solomon. This has been the Midday Grind on 590 The Fan and 590thefan.com. Let's go Blues.